Welcome to the Hospitality Suite, a podcast designed to help you live your best hotel life. Today I want to talk to you about something that is often seen as a negative, but in fact, if it's done correctly, can be quite powerful. And that is lodging a customer complaint with your favorite hotel or restaurant should you find yourself at the receiving end of shoddy service or poor service. You'll also learn why hotel operators and restaurant operators prefer those guests that actually take the time to complain as opposed to those that have interaction with staff and maybe even management about their stay or their experience at a restaurant, say nothing happened, nothing was wrong, walk out the doors, whilst in fact they actually had a problem. Now let's dive a little bit deeper and talk about why it matters that you complain and the benefit to you when you do complain. Lodging a customer or guest complaint with a hotel staff member, a restaurant staff member or a hotel manager or restaurant manager helps you and allows you to release your negative emotion and to seek validation. One thing I know is that we are always doubting ourselves. You're always unsure if you're correct in complaining. Maybe you've missed something. You're not trusting your gut. It can all be very confusing. So what the heck, if you're already feeling all of these confusing emotions and uncertainty, go ahead and complain. Ideally, what will happen is that you will get, hopefully you'll get some clarity on why whatever transpired, transpired. Best case scenario is that you're going to get a sincere apology, therefore being validated with your complaint in the process. Just the other day, I was listening to Anele and the Club. It's a local radio station and she is hilarious. Together with the crew, they host these random topics where people call in and they'll just go at whatever the topic is. This particular morning, it was whether you should send your food back if you are not happy. And it was just amazing to me how many people called back and said, no, they don't. They're scared. They fear this. They're scared of that. What if the chef does this? All sorts of bizarre and ridiculous things that don't happen in our industry. But the gist of the story is that people generally don't want to be perceived as complainers. They don't want to complain. They don't want to say anything negative. And that's perfectly fine. It's understandable. As human beings, we are not wired that way. It's not our first instinct to say something negative or complain, although we may be having a bad experience or just not receiving the service that we expect. But the reason why you should complain, even though you may feel exactly what I've just said, is because you need a resolution. And that's what we need if something goes wrong. You need to also give the operator an opportunity to fix future behavior. The bottom line is that hotels and restaurants prefer customers who complain as opposed to those that don't complain. In our business, the worst kind of customer is the one that just has a bad experience, walks out, tells everybody about the bad experience, never comes back, even though you had an opportunity to speak to them. They just don't tell you that they had this bad experience. 
The best kind of hospitality places are the ones where you should never need to complain. The best kind of operators, restaurants and hotels are the ones that have attentive staff that observe your experience throughout your visit, anticipate that there is something that might not be going well that needs to be addressed and fixed and turned around so that you leave there having had the greatest experience of your life. The true reality, however, is that nothing is perfect and things do go wrong. This is why I wanted to have this chat with you today to just debunk the misconceptions about how negative feedback is received by most hotel operators and restaurant operators. So what I'm trying to say here is that we are dying to have you complain. And I know it sounds ridiculous and crazy coming from a person in the service industry, but I'll tell you why I say it. Remember, for you to decide to go and use a particular brand or a restaurant as a new customer, that particular brand of hotel or restaurant would have had to do all sorts of fancy footwork things and spend a whole lot of money in terms of campaigns and promotions to appeal to you to come and use their services. The cost of acquiring new customers can be more expensive than retaining existing ones. And trust me, nobody wants to lose customers due to poor service because this can lead to increased marketing and promotional costs to once again try and attract new guests. This obviously impacts profitability and hotels, restaurants, just like any other business, want to make money. Nobody wants to lose money. So if you do complain, which you should, and I'm asking you to, you could be very well helping somebody make that bottom line number that they want. I hope now you're starting to get the picture why the so-called negative act of complaining The one thing that people are so unsure if they should or should not do if they are having a bad experience at a hotel or restaurant can actually be a positive thing. Now to create further context on this topic and just to help you on the how-to part, let's first dive deep into what most complaints and what category they actually fall under. Some of the most common ones are value, quality, people and service. So let's start by unpacking value. When you complain about value, essentially what you are saying is that you had an expectation and the service delivery product facility did not meet your expectations. And quite often, it's always linked to price. There are basic fundamentals when it comes to value. If you are going to use your hard-earned money and go to a five-star hotel for a luxury experience, these are standard things that you need to receive Otherwise, the value tick box gets no ticks. For example, if you are going to stay at a five-star hotel and there is no 24-hour room service, you may not want to give that hotel a five-star rating or full marks for value in particular. It is a global standard everywhere you go that hotels with a five-star rating offer 24-hour room service. Another example is if you're checking into a resort and you get there over the weekend only to realize that there are no entertainment or children facilities at all. You could also argue that going to a top-end restaurant and finding that there are some limitations to their wine menu, perhaps their spirits and the variety is a bit lacking, that could be reason for you scoring them low on value. The lack of value or hotel and restaurants not being value for money is a valid reason to complain. Don't get me wrong. It can, however, be subjective, so you want to be 
a little bit cautious and make sure that you are comparing apples with apples. Like I said earlier on, price is a big factor here. So your association with the price point and what you are receiving generally determines how you view value when it comes to whatever you're receiving at that restaurant or hotel. So what you need to do here to accurately assess a hotel or restaurant's value is you need to take two products that are of a similar kind. How that value is delivered to you by the restaurant operator or the hotel operator is linked to the next point, which is service. Service is the common reason why most customers or guests complain. There's a lot of other things, brick and mortar things, product things, condition things that lead customers to complain. But the biggest one out of all of them is service. Admit it, every time you have complained, it is often due to service. This is because we go out to be treated. We go out for a treat. I have had conversations with a lot of my teammates and colleagues and even customers. And throughout my years, I know for a fact that most of our customers that walk through the doors of our restaurants and hotels have got better facilities at home. They come for the treatment at our places. So service is always going to be number one and it's a valid reason for you to complain. There's ways of doing it and we'll talk about that a little bit later on the episode. Following on from service, the one that touches on the heart matters is people. Once again, this is the business of people. We deal with a hundred gazillion different personalities every day. If you're going to go to a hotel or a restaurant and you do not find the people that are going to evoke the emotions, the excitement, the environment that you are seeking, you will find yourself at times wanting to complain. And that is okay. And you should complain. The last one is quality. And this is simply a comparison between two products of a similar kind when looking at standards. You're looking to see the state and the level of superiority when it comes to the product in particular with regards to standards. Now that you know the complaint categories and what they mean, and we have unpacked the emotions that are likely to drive you to complain, let's look at where you should complain. These are the platforms, the avenues that you need to follow to lay or lodge your customer complaint. Now think about this one in your professional capacity in whatever you do, whether you are a solo entrepreneur, you are a CEO of a corporate company, you are an executive. We all want an opportunity if we are the people or the individuals responsible for delivery to get the first opportunity to hear of an issue so that we can have a jab at dealing with whatever the issue is. It's only fair, right? But as we know, sometimes you try your best to give people opportunities and they just simply don't take them. So should the hotel or restaurant direct option fail you and you don't get anywhere, there is a second tier that you can escalate issues to to have a look at your complaints being sorted out. And that is in hotels and restaurant operators, the head office department, as you know. Especially if you are loyalty or rewards members, issues escalated at or to head office are taken extremely seriously. There's a cost to the program and there is a long-term plan or strategy which is linked to the commercial side of the business 
and losing members because people are not dealing with customer complaints is a big no-no. So should the first option of going and trying to give the hotel and the restaurant operators a first jab at dealing with your issue not work, this is something that you could consider where you might find that you receive the remedy or the response that you deserve. The hotel or restaurant is where, as the end user, you experience the product, services, facilities, and so forth. However, in this day and age, we know there's third parties that are involved in the ecosystem of hospitality, hotels, restaurants, bookings, and so forth. So what happens when you have booked through or via one of these online travel agents or third-party platforms? Well, the good news is that top third-party platforms are sophisticated these days. They've also got their own sections where you can leave a review, write a comment, give some feedback on your stay or your visit to a restaurant. So this becomes another opportunity for you to write, share, vent, communicate, give feedback about your experience at a place that you visited. My suggestion, if you are going to use third-party platforms to leave customer feedback, positive reviews, negative reviews, is to just familiarize yourself with how they work. Now let's talk about the top three third-party platforms where you are able to book rooms, restaurants, and other services. And most importantly, in line with today's episode, where you are able to lodge a customer complaint. Number one is TripAdvisor. And from a brand and reputation point of view, TripAdvisor is widely recognized and reputable customer survey portal that allows travelers to review and rate hotels and and restaurants based on their experiences. It's become the go-to platform for potential guests to check reviews before making bookings. This is local and a huge proportion of customers being international before they even choose where to stay, where to go to eat while they are busy with their itinerary traveling from abroad to our lovely destination. They look at TripAdvisor. The good thing about TripAdvisor is that positive feedbacks can significantly impact a hotel or restaurant's reputation, no doubt. What it does is serve as social proof for potential customers. When you get high ratings on TripAdvisor or what we call glowing reviews, you will most likely attract more guests and and increase your hotel or restaurant's credibility. The flip side, however, is that negative feedback on TripAdvisor can have a damaging effect on a hotel or restaurant's reputation. Potential customers, if they see poor ratings or negative comments, it may lead to a decline in bookings. And this is why I had this disclaimer earlier to say, before you leave a review, in particular a negative review on these platforms, you just need to be familiar with how they work and the ripple effect downstream of your complaint. If it's valid, if it's justified, if there was no other avenue for you to voice or try to resolve the issue and you are solid in your intention with leaving the review, go ahead and leave the review and the hotel must just suck it up and the restaurant must just suck it up if they had the opportunity and they didn't take the opportunity to deal with the issue. It's not all doom and gloom even at that stage because a hotel or restaurant, should they receive a negative review on TripAdvisor, still has no opportunity to make a decision to try and recover from whatever the complaint is 
that has been put onto the platform. Next one on the list is booking.com. And this one is a big one and it's popular online as a travel agency that allows customers to book hotels and other accommodations. It includes reviews, but is not so focused on review-based decision-making as TripAdvisor. The value of positive feedback when it comes to Booking.com is that they also can still influence potential guest decisions, but the primary value lies in facilitating bookings and just providing a user-friendly platform for customers. Negative customer feedback on Booking.com can impact the property's overall rating and affect its visibility on the platform. Visibility is very important because any property that wants to gain some upside in revenues wants to be front-facing that first 30 seconds, 60 seconds where you are wanting to make a decision about where to go and stay. The third online platform is Expedia. And from a brand and reputation, Expedia is another major online travel agency that offers hotel bookings and other travel-related services. Like Booking.com, it may not be primarily known for its review system, but customer feedback is still a big part of this platform. Positive feedback on Expedia contributes to the hotel or restaurant's reputation and, once again, visibility on the platform and it encourages customers to book more. What negative feedback does on Expedia is it harms the property's online presence and can lead to a decline in booking similar to the other review platforms that I've talked about. Sure, so there was a mouthful on complaining, complaining, complaining. It sounded like I was complaining at some point. But the point is, I'm just trying to bring light to the negative narrative out there that complaining is a negative thing. It's not. You know, any good operator, any good restaurant, any good hospitality services place knows very well that this is important. It's just part of the journey between customer and operator relationship. It has to happen. It's to the benefit of both sides that it happens. It's not a negative experience and it doesn't have to be a negative experience. We've talked about what leads you to complain, what type of categories complaints fall under. We've talked about the way and hows of complaining. But what's very important right at the very end is that there's always people involved. So while I stress that it's very important to complain, please do, however, take your time when you are complaining. Maybe at the time of frustration, in the heat of the moment, you might not feel that there is enough time and you need to just pull the trigger and fire away. But it's very important to just consider some of the downsides of maybe complaining in a way that is slightly exaggerated. For example, I know I've done this. I've done this before I matured into the industry as the professional that I am, where you find yourself emotionally sort of at your peak and you embellish a bit. You know what I'm talking about, where you add a few more characters than there were in the movie and your story turns out to have a few more scenes than they actually were. A sad reality with some of the not-so-sophisticated operators is that certain staff members involved in such complaints that I'm trying to explain here uh, become collateral damage and you become 
the contributing factor to a person being on the wrong side of the track if an investigation did not follow the due diligence and something was overlooked by an operator who's not maybe so astute in dealing with these things. Now you're probably thinking, who the hell is this guy telling me how to complain and I complain the way I want to complain? Who's he telling me how to complain? And I'm probably not the guy that should be telling you what you should do and how you should do it. But like anything in our industry of hospitality, hotels and restaurants, there's etiquette. There's etiquette that is followed with a lot of the things that we do. And believe it or not, even complaining follows that similar type of system and it's got its own etiquette. So you want to form a long-lasting relationship with your restaurant and hotel partners and enjoy fun-filled excitement every time you are engaging with people. You need to remember that when things go wrong, there is etiquette in you addressing whatever the issue is. The complaints etiquette is pretty short and simple, and that is don't be malicious, be honest, be truly honest, grant the opportunity to the hotel management first, or to resolve or try to resolve the issue first, no insults, not that hoteliers or restaurant operators can't handle them, they've been taught restraint at the highest level and they have the highest EQ, they understand themselves and what triggers them. So they are able to deal with the multi-million different personalities that come through their doors at any given point in time. What insults do is they just cloud judgment and focus needed to act fast in order to resolve your issue. Insults have got no real objective or any constructive uh, objective. They're ineffective. I know from experience that as opposed to somebody who comes heavy with insults when there is an issue that they need to address, the most scariest customer complaints or customers are the ones that are just cool, calm, cool, and collected. You get a phone call to say, hey, Mr. General Manager, Mr. Restaurant Manager, Mr. Front Office Manager, I'm going to the gym. I'll be done in 15 minutes. And when I'm done, I'm going to go down for breakfast. I'm going to have a salmon benedict. And please reserve me a table. I'll really appreciate that. When I'm done, I would like to see you. I've got about 15 minutes before I check out. I would like to address the issue that I've had throughout my stay. Is that okay with you? Now, you know when somebody speaks to you like that, that there is big trouble coming. And I find that it does something to you psychologically when somebody tells you that there's trouble coming, but they are not insulting you, they are not screaming at you, you are most likely to act in the most efficient way possible to resolve that customer's query, as opposed to loud screaming, shouting, and insult. Now, this is not to say loud screaming and insult complaints do not get resolved. They do. It's just that you now know that there are two options on how you can go about laying your very important customer complaint in the event that things go south. I really hope you found today's episode helpful to you, especially if you are a beginner in the hotels and restaurant space and perhaps find yourself sometimes intimidated by the environment and not too sure how you should go about 
bringing across your customer complaint. Remember, value, service, people, and quality are all the boxes that should have a full tick if you are to have a good and memorable stay or a good experience at a restaurant. Should one of them fall short, you may have a valid reason to complain. Remember to subscribe and follow the Hospitality Suite podcast, helping you to live your best hotel life. As always, remember to keep exploring, keep discovering, and keep embracing the world of hospitality. Cheers for now. So-